Hi, this is Coach Steve. You are listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Navy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest own Mike Havey. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A., Elizabeth C., Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broadstop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. Coach Steve, welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast with Joe Weiss joining us today. I've never played hockey in my life, but I'm a great armchair hockey player watching from home. (laughs) So, Coach Steve, you are the leader, the coach of the uh, Lake Forest Hockey Club. Is club the right word? It is. Yeah, um, I'm the hockey director for the Lake Forest High School Hockey Club. And thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Well, you you just finished. Did you just you're in the middle of finishing up your spring season, right? We Yes, correct. We are about halfway through our spring season and uh, at uh, right before June. You guys are pretty good, huh? We have a lot. There's a lot of talent in Lake Forest. Yeah, there's it's a pretty good group of kids. We have a lot of kids, actually, about 75 in the spring. So it's it's growing a lot of talent here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, you're a Wisconsin guy, right? I am. Uh, grew up uh, north of Milwaukee, about a half hour West Bend. <laughs> hey there. It's going to say Southern you got any Canada. problems to a, to a couple of fibs? <laughs> <laughs> the brats, we love the Brat Stop, man. Oh, great place. Kenosha Rocks. So, so, Coach, tell me about the club. Like, are all the high schools clubs, uh, is it like an action? Uh, I don't want to say actual, but like the basketball team, you know, it's like a line line item in a budget. Does anybody give you any money? You got to hustle for your money, don't you? <laughs> uh, we're correct. All the all the high schools in the state, there's only one that's actually uh, affiliated with uh, the school, and that's Stevenson. Uh, the rest are technically club um, and completely independent of their schools. They may get recognized by their schools. Um, yeah. You know, our kids get recognized for, you know, varsity letters and participation in yeah. hockey through the school. Uh, but we are completely club-based, I guess you could call it. Why is that? Like in Wisconsin, what's it like in Wisconsin or Minnesota where it's more, you know? 
Yeah. Uh, in Canada. Yeah. Wisconsin does it a little differently. They do a before and after season, they call it. So uh, a lot of their kids, well, all their kids will play in uh, different clubs up and from September through October. And then they go to their high schools. And then after their season is over, they come back and play uh, their after season with their club team. Um, so their their high school season is much shorter. They only play about 20 some games. You know, that's just it's just a different setup than what we do here. Joe, Steve has to hustle for his money. When it comes time for your Christmas tree, Joe, or your holiday tree, uh, I hear Steve has a nice, nice bushel of trees come around that time. Is that true, Steve? We have quite a lot of trees. Yes. The uh, the uh, Scouts Hockey tree sale fundraiser has been with the club for, all, I believe, almost 50 years now. So there's a great base of people that have bought their trees from the Scouts for many, many years. And the kids have to sell them. Um, and if, if they sell enough, they actually can earn commission to pay off their own fee for hockey. And there's a couple of kids that sometimes do that. Um, yeah. These fundraisers like this are like, uh, like you just talked about are a real important thing um, uh, to help offset those costs and also um, get people engaged in the community. Uh, people can show community support. So that's, that's great. Well, anyone needing a Christmas tree this, uh, this uh, December or November, uh should how how is it how do they get that do you guys just they go on your website or how does that work yeah it's uh it'll all be on the scout hockey website um and you know actually people get contacted uh so if you've bought a tree in the past or anything in the past they yeah. cite they recycle those uh you know a kid will get a book of leads and then when they're seniors they recycle them back down to the freshmen um and they actually reach out to these people and call them, write them letters. Um, I've heard some kids actually have gone and put all their equipment on and not their skates, but put everything on in their helmets and they walk around door to door to their lead list and knock on doors. And I said, if you're going to put all your equipment on, I pretty much guarantee somebody's going to buy at least a wreath or a tree off you for sure. But the uh, the tree sales are are very entertaining. There's all hands on deck. It's parents, it's kids. You know, it's incredible how many trees and, and you know, Christmas wreaths and whatever it is moves. Um, and the kids do a lot of this themselves. So they'll actually load the trees in their trucks and drive them to people's houses. And um, if you want, you can delivery. Actually... Oh, yeah, we deliver everything. Um, and we actually set it up. So if you want it set up in your house, they'll bring it in. They'll cut off the. Well, that's that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, it's really awesome because then you have a bunch of high school kids in these houses, people's houses with these big trees maneuvering through these houses. We've had some interesting things happen. We've had uh, the uh -oh. kids start a kids start a chainsaw in someone's house to cut the oh no their tree. <laughs> so it's quite entertaining life lessons yeah They're and they also do we also do um part of the kind of the being part of the club as the kids you got to volunteer so we do um the uh what's the 
fill a heart. So we do that. Um, so they're they're actively involved in the community. I actually have, uh, I always get a bunch of seniors or, you know, some juniors sometimes, but, uh, and pull them over to the winter club and they help coach the little kids for the season. So they're, they're constantly on the ice, actually, some of these kids, and they put in a lot of time uh, to be part of the club. Do you, do you play over at uh, Winter Club? And uh, do you do anything at the college? Because you, I, I'm guessing it's Winter Club, and then you have the charity uh, event that you do at uh, the college. The charity event, what are you referring to? I, I'm 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 looking at my notes here, and I'm thinking, oh, GLASA, G-L-A-S-A, is that you guys, or do you play a role in that at all? Yeah, so so we donate to Glassa every year, um, okay. just to the club. I I'm actually the hockey director at the Winter Club as well. Okay. So there's you know uh, a good relationship there with both clubs where we can maneuver for ice or you know like I said get these high school kids involved in coaching, um, and it's it's actually really great. the The kids come in and they coach the, the six year old kids. And it's pretty entertaining, actually, because they're like, that was you. That kid driving you nuts right now, that was you. And <laughs> yeah. They learn quickly, you know. Youth hockey, my I have my son is a senior in high school, so he's 18 years old. Um, the Blackhawks won the first of those three Stanley Cups in the Kane Tays era, which unfortunately has come to a halt now. But uh, first one in 2010. And I remember, Mike, um, there was just this sudden surge of interest in youth hockey because of the Blackhawks um, finally winning a Stanley Cup after all those those years, that first one in 2010. Um, and now those kids, my son tried it for a while, just it wasn't the sport for him. He went the baseball route instead. But uh, those kids are now the kids you're coaching that age group um, that grew up watching Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze and, and uh, those great Blackhawks teams in the, of the 2010s um, talk about how uh, youth hockey has grown um, here in Illinois and the, the interest in it and particularly with Lake Forest. Yeah, we're seeing um, that, that boom is coming to an end, unfortunately the um you know the numbers are going to be lower in the next two to three years um a great example i mean we have 20 i believe 26 seniors for this next season uh for for the scouts which is kind of unheard of um to have that many seniors uh three years ago i had 18 which was a ton um so you know that you're right that group is is going to be graduating in the next year or two here. Um, and we need to keep new people, new kids coming into the program. We do, uh, you know, winter club, we do learn to skate, we do learn to play, uh, you know, other clubs in the area do the same thing. So we're, we're still trying to get that base up. Um, but it definitely does help when the Blackhawks were winning for sure. So hopefully the Blackhawks, uh, this rebuild will, be well, uh, good and we won't wait another 50 years for a for a Stanley Cup like they did uh before 2010. Yeah. But I think the the Winter Club should be picking up because what we had 1400 new uh people moving into the area over the last couple of years and the the 
the you know the preschools the grade schools are starting to get packed up are you seeing any requests for for the what do you call them squirts so yeah well the youngest is might and then might. squirt peewee bantam and then okay. high school or midget um but yeah there has been an ink with the families moving up a lot of families moving up from the city post-covid and i mean there's we're growing at the club the member families have gone up um so that's that's great to see um the organization in illinois nihil northern illinois hockey league uh it's one of the biggest in the country as far as the amount of kids involved um so you know there's a great opportunity still for for kids to get into hockey and and play um so you know we're doing everything we can to try to get as many involved now what's a what's a cost for for to, to have an outfit that's not even right the uniform you got a helmet you got skates you got all that padding oh. uh what what does it cost to outfit a a mite um so if you were going to go, well, a lot of people go to like uh, play it again down in Northbrook, who has a good selection okay. of of stuff, and they get it cheap, uh, yeah. you know, just to make sure the kids like it. Um, but head to tell, you know, 150, 200 bucks probably, depending on bad, where man. you get it. It's not bad if you if you look in the right spots. It's it's really not too bad. And look, I don't know anything about hockey. Uh, I, I I was there when the when the Hawks won, and I watched the the last game of the. Stanley Cup and that you know that was it so but I have seen a lot of uh action with the sticks is there uh do you know your hockey stick is that like a baseball bat where that's your own and you, you know you wax it down and tape it up what's the process of grooming a stick coach Steve <laughs> well the parents don't like it when the kids whack those uh $300 sticks over the boards I'll tell you that but uh oh, really <laughs> Yeah, it's not like aluminum baseball bats where you can keep using. No, no, they're very light, and if you know you hit it over the boards, isn't anything really. I mean, if you hit it hard enough, they they break actually quite easily. Um, but when you're playing, if you're using it right, it's pretty durable. But they're they're expensive, um, and yeah, you have your own sticks. We always want kids to have two, possibly three, um, and they they you know tape them up after. Every game, every other game, a lot of kids are, you know, in their own heads about it. It's their own thing, right? So they probably tape it every day. I don't know. Some of them don't tape it at all. It's very strange. What are the rules with the uh, the youngins, the mites and the squirts versus the older players? What can or cannot can can you slam a little kid into? Can two little kids just go at it and slam it in the boards, or is checking allowed? Uh, no. So mite squirt. In Peewee, there's no checking. Uh, okay. And so they start checking when they get in a Bantam, which is um, seventh and eighth grade. Sometimes okay. uh, some freshmen in high school are still Bantam. But Bantams, they start checking. They changed that rule maybe three, four, five years ago where it was Peewees was checking and and now it's moved to Bantams. They were seeing a, a, a huge decrease in the kids quitting after squirts because checking was starting in peewees. So they yeah. decided USA hockey, the governing body of every organization in the country, pretty much is decided that, you know, Bantams is the best place to start checking. And not everybody agrees with that because. Yeah. Like, know, can 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Canada. Yeah, Canada's kind of an, you know, check. They don't, it's not open ice checking. It's angling. It's, you know, it's not these kids running each other over. Yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. not what, that's not the goal. Right. Um, but what happens is these kids get the Bantams and they're bigger, they're stronger, they're older. And they don't really have the necessary skills to start checking with, you know, their strength. And a lot of these kids are kind of scared, gun shy. And then the ones that aren't are kind of, you know, not doing it properly. So, you know, I'm a, I would like to see it in Peewee's a little younger to get them acquainted with it. But, uh, you know, those are the rules, but there's no checking in mites. That would, that would be, they, they do that enough on accident. (laughs) so (laughs) so what are the typical uh i I play football i know what uh, the typical injuries are in in football are there any like like we had to tape our ankles do you tape your ankles in hockey or what's the you know what what do you get what are the bumps and bruises uh in hockey um i would say a lot of upper body type injuries shoulders we had a, a kid break his collarbone uh, two nights ago. Uh, you know, a lot of lot of shoulder stuff, collarbones, wrists. You know, because the sticks. I mean, there's a you know, so you get slashed. I'm sure, you're falling and you try to brace yourself, and then yeah. then then what would Some, be the crossovers? But what what would be the cross? Because we don't want to talk about injuries. That's not going to help. Uh, but what are the <laughs> what are the crossover sports? Is it lacrosse? Like, do you get like two sport? Yeah. Yeah, we get a lot of lacrosse players, um, and I, I encourage the. I I think playing multiple sports is great. A lot of coaches in the area here don't necessarily agree with that, um, but it's yeah. you know going to make you better by doing more things and being more athletic and getting involved. So I you know it's going to help their conditioning for definitely with lacrosse, you know, and it's a physical game, so it's yeah. it's good for them. You got all these seniors coming up. Uh, any of any of them going to get any rides anywhere or assistance? You mean after? Yeah. Um. So the way hockey works is, it's very rare that a kid coming out of high school would go to let's say an NCAA Division One or Division Three program. There's junior hockey that's after high school that you're, you you kind of need to play to be able to play NCAA. Um, so no, they will have to, there, there will be a couple kids that uh, will play junior hockey uh, after to try to continue their hockey careers. Is it like a preferred walk-on? Like, how do you, like, how does Michigan or Minnesota get their, where do they get their hockey players from the colleges? I mean, they're recruiting all the time, obviously. So they're, they're looking at, you know, these top end junior leagues like the USHL, the so they call it the NAL, the NAHL. Um, those are the tier one and the tier two junior leagues. Um, so those are where you know primarily a lot of the division one kids are coming from. And where's the location of that? 
the league. Yeah. It's it's like all words. So it's national. Yeah. But like, are there any like where do the Illinois kids go to go to the next level? Like, how does it, you know, work? Um, well, I mean, they try to participate in the development camps in the area and then move up from there and get noticed. A lot of the kids, you know, the higher triple A kids would be the high end level kids. Those they're getting recruited pretty consistently. Um, you know, if they're if they're good and their teams are good. So so Go. Steve, you've won a few championships here. I'm looking at your uh your bio um and um you've had some pretty good success with your teams. Let's talk about some of the stuff you've won. Um so this is my sixth season here uh with the scouts and the first season we I came in, we won the uh, league, uh, the North. It's at that's the Illinois High School Hockey League in the North Central Division, um, and we won uh, the league championship against uh, Nutrier uh, in a best of three series, and we won the second game in a shootout. So it was uh, that was a huge, huge thing for the club, um, for the kids, and you know, kind of set the precedent for the last you know the future for the these past five years and um you know it's been going well we've had a lot of success um throughout all the teams um when i started here it was two teams uh and for the last three seasons we've had three teams and for this next season uh we're gonna have four teams so we're growing we're you know having success and i think uh you know it's attracting some some more kids First year winning a championship, that's that's pretty high bar. What's the difference between uh, Lake Forest and Barrington? The players, or kids or kids? Um, no, no, no. I think yeah. I mean, I coached in Barrington for a while. I think the kids here are, are honestly, I think they're more respectful here. Um, yeah, I hate those Barrington kids. We'll edit that on post. <laughs> So we really won't know. be hosting a Barrington podcast anytime soon here, I guess. Damn straight we won't. <laughs> yeah, Barrington uh, was interesting, let's say. Yeah, that. Yeah. There, was, yeah, there, was, there was good people everywhere that coached, right? But uh, the Lake good. Forest parents and the kids are, you know, down to earth. They're, you know, they're logical. You can talk to any of them. They're not, you know, there's not much entitlement. It's a great group. You get any crazy? Uh, I shouldn't say crazy parents. Do you have any passionate parents that show up to uh, the games and uh, uh, are very enthusiastic? I knew you were going to ask me that question. I do. I, then you're prepared for, with an answer. <laughs> I I would say that I set a tone at the beginning of the year where we sit together in a meeting and I say, "Don't talk to me." as the coach, you're not, I, I don't care about you. I care about your kids. And if they're willing to, you know, they have to be able to let go. The kids are, we have, you know, open door policy with the coaches. The kids can, you know, contact us at any time. We'll sit down with any of them to discuss anything. Um, so, you know, the best thing I can see is I had a parent um, at, a, at a previous club. I, I coached at uh, Lake Zurich. Uh, Mundelein and Wakanda for a little while and I had a parent that I never even knew he existed um, I coached this kid for four seasons and he came up after the banquet 
of his senior season, he said, thanks, shook my hand and said, I'm Brett's dad. Thanks for everything. And that was it. So there's, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's a no contact policy, right? But we, if, if something comes up, kids are in trouble at school, there's something going on, obviously we'll talk to parents, but when it comes to hockey related things, it's like, let them deal with it. They're growing up, you know, if, if they're going to fail, you want them to fail now while they're at home Yeah, and you can be there for them. So there's a great sign. uh, You've probably seen it at, at local ice arenas. They put up for the parents and maybe we, maybe we can get a copy of Pete and put it up on the when we do air the podcast. But um, it has like little things like the, the refs are volunteers, you know, encourage don't boo, encourage great play by both teams. And I remember the last line of it says, your kid does not play for the Blackhawks. And it was kind of like, you know, hey, this is supposed to be fun. This is yeah, you want to win. You want to be competitive. Um but youth sports is a lot more than just winning championships. Yeah. And one of the big issues with hockey in the state currently is, is officials. There's, there's a shortage. I mean, it's, it's growing again where there's more uh, in the last two years than obviously it was really, really low. And um, I actually got my certification as a ref because we were not getting refs to the games. So you know, I keep my stuff in the car and, you know, all of a sudden we'll show up to the game and there won't be refs. And it's get the whistle. You go to these games and some of these parents from, you know, we we discussed this in our parent meeting that we don't yell at refs from the stands uh, as parents. Um, you know, as the coaches, you're trying not to yell at the refs, uh, but at some point you have to stand up for your own team and you can't take everything all the time um so the parents understand that we're constantly kind of working with the refs as well but some of these stories you know with refs and it's 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 crazy i sometimes i don't understand why refs want to be refs but you know they're needed um so yeah you know that's my son is my son is a baseball umpire he uh, which has got to be worse Oh, he's got some stories. We could do a podcast with him. I mean, parents now they they'll 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 be recording every second of the game with their iPhone, and if they don't like the call, they'll run to the umpire and and try to show them, "Hey, look, I've got the replay." You know, like there's gonna like we're gonna do instant replay here, like they do for pro sports, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just crazy. So, but I think it's it, it, for him. It's and maybe some of these refs he's going to go into the business world and be very good at conflict resolution because of his experience as an umpire or a ref. Um, but talk about what youth sports in general and hockey, you know, obviously most of these kids are never going to, not going to even play for a division one college team, let alone an NHL team. But so what, what do you get out of it? Um, playing youth hockey is uh, if I'm, if I'm looking for something for my young uh child to, to to go into what what's in it to help my kid uh become an adult from from their hockey experience yeah and i think that's one of the things with the high school that's really important is these kids ability to work together you know as as a team um and kind of use those lessons moving forward a lot of the kids you know when they're younger and they come into the program as freshmen you know there's a lot of um you know 
chest pumping, right? Like they want to show that they're the best. They want to, you know, kind of assert their place uh, on the team and then, or in the club. And by the time they're juniors and seniors and they're on varsity, you know, that goes away, right? They've learned the process of how to deal with being on a team. Who's the captain? Who's going to run this? Like, you know, you can't just be saying and doing whatever you want. I mean, these are lessons that they'll take, you know, like you're saying into their, into the future and, and character. Yeah. Hopefully that, that helps them. Well, coach Steve, what, uh, how can we help you? We're going to, we're going to sell you some trees. Okay. Number one, we're going to find, he's going to have one right there in the studio this Christmas, right background in, in his studio there in his basement. Well, we're going to, well, (laughs) yes, because if the kids are going to come in, I can just see them back in the trunk through the window, but that'd be fantastic. But uh, that'll be like after the fall league. When does the fall league start? Because you're in the middle of spring, so you're gonna have people coming out. Uh, when is talk to us about fall? Because we're gonna bring you back then. Oh, I get to come back. Hell yeah! Oh. You're funny. This guy. is not a one time. This is like the Hotel California. This show. Once you check in, you can never leave. Oh, um, we start <laughs> in. So we start in August in the middle. Well, we skate all summer, so we have um, two a week skates, which is just drop in whoever wants to come um and those are big indicators obviously for the fall um who's committed who's not and we do utilize those things to kind of make decisions once in a while um but we have tryouts i believe the weekend after school starts so around the 20th or so of august um and tryouts are super uh intense we do uh they do on ice off ice friday night so they come to the rink, we divide them up, and they do off-ice, which is they all have to run a mile under seven minutes. They have to do all these... Um, with their skates on? Yeah, with their skates on. Yeah. Um, we I'm out. For, and they're on off-ice. They have to do the mile. They have to do these, uh, you know, a certain amount of push-ups or everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they come to the rink, we do on-ice, and... We don't really bring pucks out for that first session. We do a lot of skating. Um, and we do that Friday night. And then we do it again Saturday, twice on Saturday. They're on the ice twice Saturday. They do two off-ice sessions Saturday. And then Sunday we skate again. So each off-ice, they're running the mile. They're doing all their fitness exercise. They're doing that twice a day on Saturday. Plus their two on-ice sessions Saturday. Um, and then Sunday as well. So it's a it's it's tough. And it's hard on these kids um, and they got to be ready. If they yeah, sit on their, you know, sit on their ass all, all summer, it's, yeah. it's noticeable. It's clearly yeah. noticeable. Um, yeah. So we start in not, August. This isn't lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait till we do uh, the lacrosse show with their coach. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then uh, after tryouts, we start with a little preseason tournament right after Labor Day. Uh, and then we're practicing and, and starting league games probably mid-September. And these kids that want to learn more, these parents want to learn more, especially all these people who just moved in. you got a pretty nifty website. Is that scouthockey.com, Coach Steve? Yes. And for all the new people out there, uh, wchockey.org is the other okay. website. So you is can that get Winter in. Club? Yeah, that's for Winter Club for the uh, for people interested in learn to skate, learn to play. Got it. All right, we'll hook you up with that, Coach Steve. Coach Steve, thank you so much for coming on the Lake Forest Podcast. Oh, it's been great. Thank you guys so much. 
Great coach. Have a great season. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest own Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we are thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A., Elizabeth C., Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broad Stop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. 